food. WOMC HD3 Detroit, AMPS HD3 Seattle, WBMX HD3 Boston. And on AOL Radio. And Yahoo Launchcast. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal. With Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOL. New SkyRadio.com. What are these strange sounds being reported from around the world? Are they coming from the sky, the ground, or someone's imagination? Are they Gabriel's trumpet, seismic anomalies, or hoaxes? Hello there, and welcome to the very special 320th broadcast of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. And those questions came from my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad. But let's get right to our good friends and tonight's guests. Uh, Linda Moulton Howe is a very is an all too familiar guest to our regular listeners, and Larry Lowe is making his first appearance on our show. <laughs> you know, all too familiar sounds like she's a ghost or something. Uh, I, Moulton- I, didn't, I didn't mean make make you sound like. <laughs> <laughs> Linda is a, a three time Emmy winning award, uh, Emmy award winning journalist, excuse me, filmmaker, author, and broadcaster who holds a master's degree in communications from Stanford. She's devoted her. <clears throat> Documentary film, television, and radio career to, to, to productions. Excuse me this evening. I don't know what's the matter with the old mouth. About science, medicine, and the environment. She is the recipient of many local, national, and international awards. Investigative reporter for Premier Radio Network. Linda is a familiar voice on Coast to Coast AM. Among other books, she's the author of Mysterious Lights and Crop Circles. And uh, her amazing website is earthfiles.com. Also with us this evening is Larry Lowe, a veteran aerospace journalist, pilot, software engineer, television presenter, and radio guest with three decades of personal research into the UFO and related phenomena. He served on the board of directors of MUFON Los Angeles and hosted the monthly cable TV uh, interview program. Uh, he is very well known in the field. Uh, his interests range from nanotechnology and the technolo- technological singularity to shamanic use of, of uh, entheogens and the the nature of consciousness and uh we're trying to we got a real crowded show so i'm going to drop the rest of the bio and i uh, encourage you to check uh, uh his website is the phoenix examiner i let we'll let him give that to you later examiner.com and uh there we are so so larry linda welcome to behind the paranormal well thank you and paul i thought that i would uh begin as we talked doing the first half hour with segments that I have been producing for earthfiles.com and for radio segments that have to do with these strange worldwide sounds. And then as we go through all three, uh, that will also include a discussion with the NASA astrophysicist about some of the strange hypotheses about what is making these sounds, then Larry and I and you and whoever else, we can talk about it. Well, sure. I think at this point, as we go forward on February 19th, there are at least 40 videos now on YouTube that are circulating around the world with strange, often unexplained sounds recorded over the past year since at least March 2011. Listeners report that eerie sounds, some compared to a chorus of trumpets or horns, other sounds compared to an old TV playing in the distance, or low drums, or a droning white noise, something like a distant freeway, but where there is no freeway. Those that have experienced the strange sounds say that first they look upward, but what they are hearing surrounds them without a specific source point. 
let's go back in time now to the afternoon of August 22, 2011, six months ago. Two hikers were videotaping as they walked in the Spanish Peak State Wildlife Area, not far from Copedale, Colorado, near the New Mexico border, when a very strange, low-pitched drumming sound filled the air around them. And then some time after Colorado clocks went past midnight into August 23, 2011, the U.S. Geological Service registered seven earthquakes with epicenters about seven miles southwest of Cokedale. One was a 5.3 magnitude earthquake, one of the bigger ones in Colorado history. A few hours later, that same day of the 23rd, after the Colorado earthquakes and across the United States to Virginia near Mineral, northwest of Richmond, the USGS registered a 5.8 earthquake at 2.04 p.m. Eastern Time. That's the earthquake that cracked the Washington Monument and caused the Pentagon and the Capitol to be evacuated. The Colorado hikers who had recorded the strange drumming sound the afternoon before wondered about all the earthquake activity in Colorado and Virginia on the same day of August 23rd, so they posted their video on YouTube and asked, quote, does this have any link to the Colorado and Virginia earthquakes, close quote. Here now, from Colorado Wilderness on August 22nd, 2011, is one of the hikers walking and videotaping as he and his friend try to understand where the strange drumming sound is coming from. And here is another weird and unexplained sound picked up on a videotape in Virginia not long before the East Coast earthquake as a father was videotaping his young daughter in their backyard. Just wanted to say hi. Recently, northeast of Nashville in Gallatin and southeast of Memphis in Olive Branch, Mississippi, on January 18th and January 19th, 2012, two different residents were shocked to hear all around them what each has compared to a chorus of trumpets or horns that were eerie, even frightening. The first experience was Wednesday, January 18th, 2012, 63-year-old Cindy Smith, a retired real estate agent, has lived in Gallatin, Tennessee, 35 miles northeast of downtown Nashville, in the same house for 27 years. It was 12.30 p.m., and Cindy was packing her car to visit her daughter's home to dog sit while her daughter was in Chicago for work. Cindy had walked from the house to put boxes in her car when she was stopped in her track by a sound she had never heard before. 
What follows is an excerpt from a videotape sound around 5 p.m. on August 11, 2011, from the fifth floor balcony of an apartment building in Kiev, Ukraine. This was only a week and a half before the earthquakes and strange sounds in Colorado and Virginia. Cindy Smith picked the following Kiev, Ukraine sound out of a montage of videos as the closest to what she heard in her Gallatin, Tennessee home only a month ago at 12.30 p.m. on January 18th. going to sound strange. My first thought was trumpets of revelation. I have to say it was frightening. And I have never heard any other sound like it in my life. Never. It was just so encompassing. It was just so loud. And I thought, oh, no, 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 it's not that. It has to be maybe my next door neighbor had turned up the speakers too loud in this house. And that must be it. And so I just finished what I was doing, ran back in the house and looked back to see if there were any cars in the driveway at his house, and there were no cars there, so no one was home. So I was really puzzled about that, and the noise had stopped. It had gone on for about maybe a half a minute. I remembered later on, after I got to my daughter's house, that I had heard a report about some strange noise in Costa Rica. So I thought, well, I'm going to get on YouTube here and see if I can find something similar to what I heard. And the one in particular that I really thought was accurate was the one in Kiev, and it's dated August 11th. So evidently these sounds have been going on for some time. It was so unusual, and it was frightening. It just went to your core. I mean, it was just like nothing I've ever heard. It did sort of sound like trumpets. It had a very odd almost a metallic sound to it. It had a almost like a groaning sound in a way, but yet there was like a, a musical quality to it, like a horn being blown. People have recorded it, and I realized that there was a mystery here, and I would love to know what it is. And when you felt fear, what was in your mind? Maybe it's a warning. Maybe something big is going to happen. You know, maybe it's something to get our attention. Then 15 hours later, beginning at 3.45 a.m. Central, for about five minutes, another chorus of trumpets was heard by 45-year-old William Wilson Smith, a newspaper delivery man for the Memphis Commercial Appeal. Will has been delivering papers to stores since September 2011. He also has worked as an audio engineer for musical groups and is sensitive to frequencies and audio dynamics. It was early morning Thursday, January 19th, on his regular route in Olive Branch, Mississippi, a suburb of Memphis, Tennessee, that he was astonished by the loud trumpets that suddenly surrounded him in every direction sounded like a chorus of trumpets, a chord of 
six or seven frequencies, maybe. Mm-hmm. It started up, uh, it seemed fairly loud, but it seemed like it was all around me, not like it was coming from any certain direction. It started up, and it, it lasted, you know, a few seconds, probably 30 seconds, and kind of faded out. And then within a couple seconds, it started back up, and it stayed pretty steady, I don't know, three, four, or five minutes. And every now and then, it would fade out for a few seconds and come back. During those five minutes, were you aware of anything in your environment that changed? Yes. For me, it was almost like electricity in the air. I could feel my hair standing up. I know it was a very eerie feeling. There was a flock of starlings common around here this time of year. They making a little racket as starlings do, and they quieted down during this and stayed quiet after it ended for a little while. And also there was just a little bit of traffic that time in the morning car was passing by and they slowed down and rolled down their window and it came to a stop in the middle of the street for a few seconds and then drove on. What is your perception of where the sound was coming from? It seemed to be coming from all around me. No matter which way I turned, it had the same intensity. Did you have any sense that you were hearing more of the chorus of trumpets from above? Definitely. The sound was coming from every direction. The first direction I looked was up. I'm a very analytical person, and, you know, in retrospect, originally, you know, the mind says, ooh, train, but I'm looking up, and this seemed to be all around me, above me, feel the vibration. I don't think it was super loud that the sound was everywhere. Now, why wouldn't that be loud? Well, speaking as an ex-sound man, it had body, but not a lot of volume. The dynamic of it, I would say it was probably maybe 100 decibels. Human beings speak at around 70 to 80 decibels in a normal tone of voice. Train horn is probably 120 decibels if you're right next to the railroad tracks. I'd say it was definitely loud enough that when the sound ended, you had that echo or that fading of the sound as the sound traveled away. This was several frequencies, a very low frequency, which kind of moved in and out of it, and the mid-range frequencies seemed to be predominant. They held the longest with the least amount of breaks. If you were to take, say, a tube up, something that would operate on that low of a band and add it to maybe a couple train horns that are at different frequencies. It's hard to describe. This was a 30-second blast and then a three- to five-minute blast. Definitely not a train. Could this sound have been directed at you specifically? I hope not. What have you thought about could have been the source? A lot of things. Seismic activity, because we're in an area that they keep telling us have another major earthquake. Also, perhaps supernatural ideas have gone through my head about it. You know, maybe a veil between dimensions or universes is opening up. The way things are going, you just can't help but think, could it be Gabriel's horn? It's confusing to me right now because it really blew my mind. <laughs> Only a tiny minority are hearing them. Maybe it's a warning. What is the reason? I truly believe that we are on the verge of some sort of 
new version of humanity. And when we come back after the break, there will be another sound and then a NASA scientist. Okay, you're listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio, NewSkyRadio.com. Stay with us. So what are you thankful for? The I'm Thankful Network explores the positive. Join host Sue Lundquist Tuesdays at noon Eastern Time, empowering women, empowering lives. The I'm Thankful Network on New Sky Radio. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, the Dr. Pat Show is alive with a distinctive blend of interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational, and practical information. Get in the know. Following Dr. Pat, join host Laura Lee for Laura Lee's Spirit Salon. Contact your dearly departed spirit guides and angels to find answers, closure, guidance, insight, revelations, and prophecy regarding matters of the heart by contacting the other side through acclaimed medium Laura Lee. You are not alone. Batter up. Life's a game. Win. Call and get advice from today's top coaches that are here to help you win the game of life. The Coach Me Network is live starting at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Call in early. The lines are hot. 248-545-7685. Instant feedback at NewSkyRadio.com. New Sky Radio. NewSkyRadio.com. New Horizons. No Boundaries. Powered by CBS, Yahoo, and Radio.com. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call me 248-545-SOL. NewSkyRadio.com. Believe. And we're continuing continuing with our discussion of the strange earth sounds that have been reported around the world. And uh, Linda Moulton Howe is present, making our presentation right now. Linda, please take it away. Well, you know, the trumpet of Gabriel has come up a lot, and in English-speaking cultures, that angel is associated with blowing a trumpet that starts the end of time and the resurrection at the Last Judgment. But the fact is, in all the research I've done, there is no specific historic reference to Gabriel blowing a trumpet in the Hebrew Bible or the New Testament. But in the last chapter of the New Testament called Revelation, seven unnamed angels each blow a trumpet to announce each new phase of Earth's destructions. And the seventh angel's trumpet is supposed to cause the dead to rise up to meet Jesus Christ. The association of an angel blowing trumpet sounds at the end of time is now entrenched in popular culture. Could a government or other agency deliberately try to manipulate worldwide humanity with deliberate deceptive productions of horn or trumpet sounds in order to provoke fear and worry about 2012, long associated with the end of the Mayan stone calendar and apocalyptic worries. But trumpets are not the only strange sounds over the past year. There have been other sounds that are not musical and are bewildering to humans who have heard them in many parts of the world, including Norway, one of the videotapes uploaded to YouTube on September 23, 2011. Here now we begin with that Norway sound to be followed by people in Kansas who think they heard this there. Thank you. 
One Kansas couple picked out the Norway video as the closest they could come to what sounded to them like a muffled TV set in the distance. The sound woke them up on September 3, 2011. Maura Dingman, the wife, sent me an email about their strange experience. Maura is 54 years old and has lived in the Topeka, Kansas region all her life. Her husband, Bud, is 64, and the couple have made a living selling properties and restoring houses. At the end of 2010, they purchased a summer house at Perry Lake that is about 30 miles northeast of their Topeka home. That's where they were Labor Day weekend on September 3, 2011, when Maura was first awakened around 3 a.m. by a very strange sound that went on for at least 15 minutes. What I first was hearing, I thought, was the television on upstairs, and not just on, but, like, loud. <laughs> Typically, when I'm downstairs, I don't hear the television at all, actually. It's never usually that loud, and so that was kind of weird, but I thought, did it come on on its own? I thought, well, i got to get up. I got a little sucked up, but first I'm going to go up and see why the television is on. So I go upstairs, and I get up there. It's not that at all, and I'm baffled. After I discovered it wasn't TV, I went back downstairs because we have sliding doors out of the bedroom into a little fenced area for the dogs. And when I got outside, I heard it in a clearer way, and I couldn't tell where it was coming from. It was just strange, echoey, and I, when I say echoey, it just had kind of an everywhere quality to it. It made me think of the echo of a muffled television. I kept trying to tell myself, someone has a window open and there's a TV on, but gosh, it's loud. You know, in, in this setting, we all have at least a half acre of ground, the way the houses are situated, so... My closest neighbor is up the hill a bit, and all the lights were out. I don't know what it was, except to say that it was strange. And so I stood up there for a good 10, 15 minutes trying to, it just really affected me because it was an odd sound. It was echoey, somewhat mechanical sounding, which television is. You just hear that quality, that you know, electronic wah-wah type of a sound. This was a sound that was changing the way voices would change if you were hearing a TV in a background, but I wonder if you could try to just mimic what it was you were hearing. Well, it just was... Well, I feel silly doing it, but it wasn't... I couldn't make anything out. You know, but yet I kept trying to think that it was voices. Just, uh, 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 you know, it sounded like television. And I know this is going to sound strange, but at the time I kept thinking like old television, <laughs> like childhood television sounds. Just a strange, it haunted me because it was such a strange event. And to go on, you know, I stayed out, I listened finally just went back in with the animals, and my husband was asleep. As it turns out, the next morning, I'm telling him about it. He's like, well, I heard that, too, and I went upstairs 
And this is a man who's deaf in his left ear and was sleeping on his good ear. And typically when that's happening, if the phone rings by his bed or even the alarm goes off in the morning, he never hears it. I have to wake him up. So that was strange. So how did he hear the sound? I know. (laughs) With him, once he can turn that good ear, he said he heard the sound and thought also that it was television. And so he went upstairs to find that our television was not on. It was a strange experience at 3 a.m. in the morning. Um, I didn't know anything about all this sound stuff around the world at the time till December when my nephew from California, who I had just hooked up with on Facebook like a week before, posted after, I think it was December 1st, storms in Los Angeles that were very strange for them at that time of year. They had these incredible winds and things that were unusual. I think it was a little after 1 o'clock in the morning. He woke up to strange sounds and went outside. He did not record. They had friends that heard it, too, hearing something like the trumpet sounds that people have been experiencing in different places. And he linked it to this Kiev video that so many people have seen. And that was my first time to see that. And then in that process, as YouTube does, it it made other suggestions, including this video from Norway. And that's when I found something that really was very similar to what I experienced that night. My husband agreed. It sounded a lot like what he thought he heard as well. But the point that it reminded me of it was about 34 seconds in, and it kind of almost sounds like muffled voices. And I would love an explanation, like I'm sure everybody would. Let me ask you something, Maura. When I hear that you and your husband both went upstairs thinking that the TV was left on or had come on. Mm -hmm. What comes into my mind is a sound of voices talking, but that neither you nor your husband could make words out of what sounded like television people talking. Yeah, I would say that that is definitely true because that night when I did go outside, I kept trying to figure it out, and it did have that quality, but yet you never heard any particular words or kind of a old television sound. It's possible that whatever these sounds are is coming to us from something that is directing old television programs at us, but in a garbled fashion, or are trying to get our attention with various sounds that might make humans pay attention for reasons that are unknown. Mm, That's an interesting thought. I really hadn't thought of. Yeah, that's like projecting things back at us that they think might make some sense or at least have people react. Do I understand that it is your nephew in California in November, two months after Labor Day, who told you he had heard a strange sound that was like the video from Kiev, Ukraine? Yes, he did. I think it was 
November 30th into December 1st, they had some just very strange and unusual storms in Los Angeles and high winds, high enough winds, almost tornadic winds. And he woke up to high winds, went outside and heard these strange sounds in the night. And he posted on Facebook the next morning and a bunch of his friends said, oh, I heard that too. They're young. He's like 23 years old and he linked to the Kiev video. And so that really caught my attention. And then I listened to some of the other ones from different places and that Norway one really, that's when I went to my husband. I said, listen to this. Does this remind you at all of that? And he agreed that it somewhat did for him. And when we come back after this break, I will hear from the uh, NASA solar astrophysicist about the sounds, what's happening on the sun, and the strange Russian paper that has been circulating around on the web. Okay, well, thank you again, Linda. Marvelous interview, marvelous material. We are going to take another break, and we will be right back on Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio, NewSkyRadio.com, with our guests, Linda Bolton-Howe and Larry Lowe. Stay with us. Take CBS Radio The Sky with you wherever you go. Be sure to download the Radio.com app today from your mobile marketplace. And when you really want to know more, 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 be sure to visit NewSkyRadio.com. Get in deep with exclusive articles and Sky News. Get your weekly horoscope and the inside scoop on host events. Radio.com and NewSkyRadio.com. Stay connected. So what are you thankful for? The I'm Thankful Network explores the positive. Join host Sue Lundquist Tuesdays at noon Eastern Time. Empowering women, empowering lives. The I'm Thankful Network on New Sky Radio. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, the Dr. Pat Show is alive with a distinctive blend of interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational, and practical information. Get in the know. Following Dr. Pat, join host Laura Lee for Laura Lee's Spirit Salon. Contact your dearly departed spirit guides and angels to find answers, closure, guidance, insight, revelations, and prophecy regarding matters of the heart by contacting the other side through acclaimed medium Laura Lee. You are not alone. Batter up. Life's a game. Win. Call and get advice from today's top coaches that are here to help you win the game of life. The Coach Me Network is live starting at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Call in early. The lines are hot. 248-545-7685. Instant feedback at NewSkyRadio.com. NewSkyRadio. NewSkyRadio.com. New Horizons. No Boundaries. Powered by CBS, Yahoo, and Radio.com. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOL. NewSkyRadio.com. Believe. Okay, and welcome back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. And Linda is playing some very interesting recordings for us from her recent investigations into all of these crazy noises everyone is hearing. So, Linda, take it away. Thanks. And as the mystery of the worldwide strange sounds was increasingly talked about on the Internet for the first time in January of 2012, at the end of that month, on January 28th, an alleged Azerbaijan geophysicist named Elchin Kalilov released a web article entitled, quote, Strange Sounds in Sky Explained by Scientists, close quote. 
Why he used scientists plural in his title, since he is the lone author, is as puzzling as the source of his alleged hypothesis that the strange global sounds are produced by, quote, acoustic gravity waves caused by powerful solar flares and plasma emissions from the sun as solar activity began to rise sharply since early 2011, close quote. So I contacted David Hathaway, Ph.D., solar physicist at the NASA Marshall Space Flight Center in Huntsville, Alabama. Dr. Hathaway has been predicting for the past year that the 2013 solar maximum will be the weakest in nearly a century. His colleagues at the National Solar Observatory in Tucson, Arizona, have also presented research data about weakening sunspot magnetic fields by about 50 gauss per year. Their conclusion is that sunspots could completely vanish around 2015, beginning a maunder minimum cycle not seen for 300 years since 1715. All this means that contrary to the Elchin Kalilov web paper, there is nothing unusually strong about solar cycle 24 as it moves toward maximum a year from now in the summer of 2013. I begin my interview with Dr. Hathaway by quoting from Mr. Kalilov's web article. I'm quoting from Strange Sounds in Sky Explained by Scientists by Mr. Kalilov on January 28, 2012. The article begins, quote, We have analyzed records of these sounds and found that most of their spectrum lies within the infrasound range, not audible to humans. What people hear is only a small fraction of the actual power of these sounds. They are low-frequency acoustic emissions in the range between 20 and 100 hertz, modulated by ultra-low infrasonic waves from 0.1 to 15 hertz. In geophysics, they are called acoustic gravity waves. They are formed in the upper atmosphere at the atmosphere-ionosphere boundary in particular. Now, that's his lead and that these low-frequency acoustic emissions and the acoustic gravity waves that they produce are what he is saying is the essence of these sounds. The description that you read me where we call these acoustic gravity waves, it sounded like he was just spouting scientific terms without any real attribution as to this is where the noise is coming from. I'm unaware of any significant sounds coming from aurorae. People in Alaska that have been studying aurorae for decades, I'm sure would have heard them and would have set up microphones in an array so you can pinpoint where is the sound coming from, what is its frequencies that are being produced. Certainly the sound that I heard, that was very much in the audible range. You hear all the city sounds in this... Strange, horn-like. Yeah, horn-like, I think is the correct description. But I really doubt that solar activity producing it. This is a small sunspot cycle. We've had huge sunspot cycles prior to this. So I strongly suspect that this is not the case. And isn't it true that ultra-low infrasonic is usually what might be associated with solar plasmas interacting with magnetic fields. Yeah, I mean, big things make low sounds. Yeah. <laughs> so 
It's called infrasound because it's below the 20 hertz that human ears can hear. As far as solar activity and its effect on the Earth, certainly it produces the ionosphere, produces aurora, produces a lot of things. If that activity was producing sounds like this, uh, scientists would have been quick to jump on it. I mean, we're, we're curious folks, you know. We've been studying solar activity and aurora and the ionosphere for a long time now, and I think if sounds like this, if they were associated with it, I'm sure we would have been on top of it a long time ago. Could you explain what happens on the sun, what leaves the sun, what interacts with Earth's magnetic fields that produces aurora? The particles that produce aurora come from within the Earth's magnetic field, but they are energized and ultimately produced by disturbances hitting the Earth's magnetic field, and those disturbances come from the sun. So if we start at the sun, we have flares on the surface of the sun that are produced by twisted magnetic fields in sunspots that have blast material off of the sun, a billion tons of matter moving at a million miles an hour in what we call a coronal mass ejection. And so this is a cloud of ionized matter with embedded magnetic fields that's thrown off of the sun through the solar system. And when they're thrown at Earth, coronal mass ejection that's launched from a position that's near the center of the sun as we view it, that coronal mass ejection goes through the solar system in a matter of a couple days, reaches the Earth, and that's where the electrons that produce the aurora come from. They spin around magnetic field lines. And as they come into the atmosphere, they strike nitrogen and oxygen that's in our atmosphere. And if it's high enough up where they hit, they produce the colors. Reds produce real high, and you can often see red aurora at fairly low latitudes during a big storm. Why are they high? Because of the path that the magnetic field lines take, for the electrons to get down low into the atmosphere, it's difficult at lower latitudes just because the magnetic field lines, instead of coming into the atmosphere, are more or less moving along it. They're moving at an angle more parallel to the surface of the Earth instead of coming in through the atmosphere. Now, some of the most spectacular aurora photographs, they have had beautiful curves to them. Are we seeing the curves of the magnetic field? Yeah, very much so. It's what the electron's streaming down. And so depending upon which field lines they'll come down, they're often like curtains. And the one or two I've seen, they look like curtains that are continually moving around, and it's because the electrons are coming down on different magnetic field lines as they stream into the atmosphere. So is it fair for me as a reporter to say that acoustic gravity waves could not explain the horn-like sounds in the Kiev, Ukraine video or the strange up-and-down white noise in the Norway video? It's highly unlikely. The acoustic waves and the gravity waves that are produced within the Earth's atmosphere are produced by atmospheric phenomena. As a solar and space scientist, I'm more concerned about trying to attribute those noises to solar activity. That's where I think, no, I think they're really off on the wrong foot there. Certainly something is making those noises. I'm just incredulous about the possibility that it's solar activity that's producing them. So in all of your work as a solar physicist, 
you have never heard of anyone anywhere on the planet hearing or recording sounds from plasmas interacting with the Earth's magnetic fields? Uh, actual acoustic sounds? I don't know of any scientific studies that say there was this aurora and we detected these sounds from that aurora. Certainly there are lots of disturbances that are produced by aurora, by lightning in the Earth's atmosphere and so forth. Lightning, of course, we hear thunder. So there's no doubt that lightning produces sound. But it also produces disturbances along these magnetic field lines that you can hear it via radio. Old AM and certainly in shortwave radio transmissions, you can hear at radio frequencies these disturbances moving around in the Earth's magnetic field. And it sounds like a lot of static, doesn't it? Well, it sounds like static, but the interesting one are what are called whistler modes. As the magnetic field lines go into the north and south pole, they get closer and closer together and they get stronger. And it makes the electrons that are moving along those field lines produce radio waves at different frequencies. And so uh, what you can hear when you're listening to a radio, you'll often hear what are called whistler modes. It'll sound like someone whistling but with a pitch changing. <laughs> Things like that. Mm-hmm. So there's whistler modes, there's roaring that sounds like noise. There's a lot of noise that you hear at radio frequencies that does come from these electrons moving around in the Earth's magnetic field. Is there anything that is going on with the sun and this solar system that might be different now in 2011 to 2012 than has ever been between the sun and the solar system before? Is there any anomaly that you all I've even had curiosity about. Not that I can think of. Nothing. Everything's pretty much as it was. So we truly have a mystery about what would be producing horn-like sounds and strange white noise, staticky, loud sounds around the world in just the last year. What if it is a real phenomenon, others white noise, are being generated at certain latitudes and longitudes for reasons unknown. Then it would be really interesting. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm trying to figure out what is going on exactly. And I'll uh, end. It goes on with a fascinating discussion about what is happening with Solar Cycle 24 and the possible uh, low intensity. But I think that this gives you all a sense of some of the sounds what people are hearing all over the planet, and that whatever was the reason for the strange geojournal sky sounds explained by scientists, it didn't explain anything. And it makes me wonder if counterintelligence operations are now working overtime trying to muddy the waters and deflect public and media attention from a really seriously strange phenomenon. Hmm. Well, Linda, first of all, thank you for an outstanding report, as always. Uh, Larry has been sitting very quietly uh, listening. And, Larry, what say you about all this? What's going on here? Well, I think that this uh, phenomenon fits the definition of an enigma. Uh, There's a lot of explanations get offered, uh, and none of them are are totally satisfying. Um, Kilolov seems to be a good example of self-promotion, I uh, sent him an email to all three of his addresses with his high-sounding high titles. I got no response whatsoever. 
uh, for him to back up. I, I did what research I could on the um, acoustic gravity waves, and I found that they do indeed occur, but they're at an incredibly low amplitude, and you have to use a thing called a microbarograph to measure them. That's right. He says in his piece that, that you would have to have a stunning amount of energy going into the atmosphere to uh, provoke the kind of uh, response that he is conjecturing in this paper. Uh, and I think and it's, I think it's nothing more than a conjecture on his part that this is you know, a plausible solution. Uh, but I can't, I can't really see that there's a mechanism that has that much power that would be doing what he's talking about. And you so. just heard from Dr. David Hathaway. That's what he does for a living and has for many years. He's a solar physicist and says there's no nothing that he knows of that you could tie anything that's going on in the sun with the magnetic fields that would make any of the sounds that people have recorded. Well, I've had the privilege of being in Alaska and looking at the lights firsthand, and one of the really eerie things about them is that there's a, there could be a very vast visual display, and they are absolutely silent. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, think there is I think there is perhaps a clue in the last part of his very last paragraph where he says uh to the effect that the uh Okay, I'm afraid we have to go to a break, folks. We'll continue this as soon as we get back. It's uh, behind the paranormal with Paul and Benino, CBS News Sky Radio. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Thursday is a power-packed day here on the sky. Join us at noon for the I'm Thankful Network. At 1 p.m., it's the Dr. Pat Show. At 4 p.m., Colette Baron-Reed takes the stage for the Colette Baron-Reed Show. The Colette Baron-Reed Show, where intuition, practical spirituality, great advice, a little woo-woo fun, and fabulosity meet. Colette Baron-Reed is an internationally renowned intuitive counselor, educator, and best-selling author who helps others recognize and connect with their own intuition, potential, and purpose. Powerful motivational speaker, charismatic broadcast personality, and acclaimed performer, storyteller, and recording artist, Colette uses her extraordinary spiritual gifts to empower her clients to live a life that is awake and authentic, and to create a reality that is spiritual, deliberate, and meaningful. Call in early. The lines are hot. 248-545-7685. Instant feedback at NewSkyRadio.com. New Sky Radio. NewSkyRadio.com. New Horizons, no boundaries. Powered by CBS, Yahoo, and Radio.com. New Sky Radio. NewSkyRadio.com and Psychic Radio, PsychicOnAir.com. Powered by CBS Radio, AOL and Yahoo is unlike any talk radio station. With a mission to improve the world one listener at a time. This is where you can be the star of your own show. Our listeners are truly unique, truly interactive, and passionate about their world. The Sky and Psychic Radio listeners genuinely care about the environment, social justice, their personal health, and raising people up to live their best life every day. Our motto is New Horizons, No Boundaries. New Age Views, Life Coaching, Psychic Analysis, Alternative Medicine, and Cutting Edge Mind, Body, and Spirit shows can all be found on The Sky and Psychic Radio. Perhaps you have what it takes to join our broadcast family and open mind. 
a great idea and a passion for enriching lives. Check out all the exciting details by clicking the microphone on our homepage at NewSkyRadio.com or give Lisa Rodman a call at 248-546-9600 to learn just how affordable it can be to host a show. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248 545 soul New SkyRadio.com. And we are back with our discussion of the strange sounds currently being reported from around the world. And uh, Larry and uh, Linda were, were making some comments. So please, uh, Larry, pick up where you left off. And Linda, why don't you uh, do the same? Larry, well, go for it. Let me just uh, point out an article that appeared on uh, February 14th in Wired Magazine's Danger Room about DARPA's plan for what they call battlefield illusions. And I'll read a, a paragraph of that, and then that will spark a conversation from there. Uh, in the early years of the war on terror, many in the defense tech industry floated the idea of a voice of God weapon. The idea was to use directed sound waves to convince would-be jihadists that Allah himself was speaking into their ears and ordering them to put down their suicide belts. The U.S. Army's Medusa mob excess deterrent using silent audio project had the same goal, but used a different slice of the electromagnetic spectrum, microwaves, to create sounds that seemed to be coming from inside the target's head, which would be perceived as omnidirectional, and might explain the fellow with the ear issue. Uh, Neither program, as far as the writer of this article knows, got out of the laboratory. So is it is it weapons testing? Is that a possibility? Does that make any sense? Well, I raised that in uh, part of my segue between the two different sounds. My own question is, could government agencies, for reasons unknown, be deliberately deceiving the public by generating sounds as a test of their reactions or trying to manipulate 2012 into a year of fear, taking advantage of the closing Mayan calendar and anxiety that people already have about apocalyptic issues. Larry, if that were happening, what do you think would be the goal, the motive, the agenda? Good question. Well, I I think it's difficult to project a motive or an agenda. I think you can say without much effort that the military doesn't hesitate to test out exotic and unusual weaponry, particularly this sort of soft weaponry uh, around, just to see what the effect is and whether or not they've got a motive to uh, manipulate the perception of the 2012 phenomenon is would, would only be conjecture, which I can't, I'm not prepared to do at this point. It's certainly that, one thing to consider. Does that article say how far, was it DARPA that was financing yeah, this was all DARPA kind of material, and they spend a lot of money doing a lot of things, and a lot of it never sees a battlefield, and a lot of it gets used, and you never even know it gets used. Right, but one was the year of publication usually would be either at the end of something or the middle. Publication. Well, the article just came out recently uh, on the 14th, so it's it's. Uh, I, I don't think I have a date on this particular. They're talking about is invisibility cloaks, and uh, spending $3.5 million on electro-optical invisibility and other issues like that. So I, I don't have a date on the exact program. But you could, could, you, could, you could postulate that 
a, a new form of weapon has come to a state where you kind of want to find out if it works and you don't want to make a big deal about it. So you test it around the world several places. You might even test it in Russia just to see if it works on, you know, outside the country and other populations. And then, and then sit back and watch YouTube and see, hmm, did anybody report this? And how ironic it would be if this is the back engineering of extraterrestrial technology. Well, indeed. What about the possibility of hoaxing, though? Well, the hoaxes would be those three or four videotapes that they haven't actually been conclusively proved to be the identical Kiev. I want you to know that. Uh, there's a bird missing. There's various things missing, uh, which it's very difficult right now. Uh, Whitley Strieber and some others tried very hard to see if they could prove that everything lined up and it was all the same, and it's still confusing about whether somebody was lifting the Kiev in some others or not. But Kiev is the only one that I'm aware of where people had picked it up possibly in other tracks that doesn't explain any of the strange Norway old TV in the distance sounds. It doesn't uh, explain any of the bizarre, uh, uh, we'll call them drumming sounds, like Colorado. Uh, there is a wide range, and it doesn't explain what happened in Mexico, where they had 300 or 400 calls to the news departments of Mexico, the nation of Mexico TV stations, and they had news about these strange, and those, again, were the uh, kind of white noise with a rhythm to it, if you have heard them. So maybe, Larry, if it is an experiment going around the world and they're using YouTube as a test, it still leaves the question, why would it be happening now if it weren't trying to take if they weren't trying to take advantage of 2012 mythology? Well, I'm afraid we're going to have to leave the question there because we're out of time. But thank you both so very much. We're going to do this again because the issue is not going to go away. Thank you very much again, Linda Moulton Howe and Larry Lowe, and we'll be uh, talking to you real soon. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So many thanks to our producer, Will Kosnick, and we will see you next Sunday, February 26th, when my dad and I will host a panel of well-known UFO abductees to talk about their experiences. On the panel will be Willie Strieber, Travis Walton, and Thomas Reed. In the meantime, tune into our New England Drive Time show on WON 1240 AM and O1Worldwide.com at 6 p.m. Eastern Time every Monday. You can get free episodes of... Uh, I'll get free podcasts of all our shows, along with show schedules and guest information at www.behindtheparanormal.com. And don't forget to check out earthfiles.com and the Phoenix Examiner as well. Just look at our website. we get all the information and links there. We'll leave you with an interesting thought from dear old Dr. Seuss. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey, and we will see you next time.